avenuepodcast.net. Welcome to BDSM, Bloody Dreadful Shite Movies. This is Chris. Hello there. And some people say he has questionable taste in movies, so he's on a mission to find out if this is true by watching the most painfully bad movies he can find to see if he can get any pleasure from them. Ah, you using the whole fist, Doc? Just relax. Hello, and welcome back to the BDSM Cinematic Dungeon. I hope you're all well. And it's the finale of my not-so-MTU watch been a hard journey wading through this marvel back catalogue of shit so i'm hoping these final two movies are going to wash the taste of disappointment of the 1970s spider-man movies away but i can't really see it let's get this show on the road with our first cinematic treat 1978's doctor strange it has a rating of 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, which is quite high, and a runtime of an hour and a half. Ah, so that was going to be easy to get through. It stars Peter Hooten as Doctor Strange, Claudie Katsu as Wong, Jessica Walter as the evil Morgan Le Fay, and John Mills as the Sorcerer Supreme. It's co-written by Stan Lee, and Philip de Gaulle, Jr., who wrote a show called Simon and Simon. He had, like, loads of series, but I've never seen it. Probably never came to England. The plot of Doctor Strange, according to IMDb, is... Thomas Lindmer, a world-weary sorcerer, foresees the return to Earth of his ancient adversary, Morgan Le Fay, who has been granted dominance over men's souls by the Nameless One. In order to combat her evil magic, Lindmer must pass the guardianship of the light onto a young psychiatry resident, Dr. Stephen Strange, who has no inkling of his destiny. Yep. Sounds like a comic book Dr. Strange plot. And has reviews like this. Cal writes, What were they thinking? Made for TV. This adaptation from the Marvel comic book is not true to form, any form. Anyone who has read and enjoyed the comic books will be in for a letdown, so far down that they'll need a rope to pull themselves out from the pit they haplessly wandered into. The cast is wrongly picked and can't even do a decent job with the poor material. Did anyone on the writing staff even look at the comic book? I believe this was a pilot for a series, if anyone could believe that. The good thing was that someone saw that it was a flop and it vanished, thankfully without much notice. On a strange note, no pun intended, one critique actually enjoyed the show which drew my attention and subsequently led me to be assaulted by this injustice of a film. If it had great special effects, that would not be enough for it to claw its way out of the mire that it is. See Spider-Man, Superman, or any other comic adaptation. Oh, looks like I might need a ladder and a pair of wellies on standby for this mire of a movie. Next. Thunder King writes, Dr. Crap, this movie sucked really bad. 
It was very interesting. I turned it off after like ten minutes. Even the MCU version was just okay. It felt kind of dry, to be honest. Verdict, Dr. Crap. Ooh, obviously, um, it wasn't that interesting to Thunder King if he turned it off before the end. Oh, just hope he's exaggerating. Let's grab some popcorn. And just hope Doctor Strange is some amazing cinematic magic. Wednesday, September 6th, reach into the unknown with Dr. Strange. Do you believe in evil? You're telling me you're a sorcerer. Don't defy me, Stephen, or I'll take my pleasure from you in another way. John Mills is the power of good. Jessica Walter is the power of evil. And mankind's fate hangs in the balance. Peter Hooten stars as the man in the middle, Dr. Strange. Will the forces of evil conquer the forces of good on Earth? Dr. Strange, a special two-hour presentation. Wednesday, September 6th at 8, 7, Central and Mountain. Wake up! Wake up! I'm awake! Oh, I wasn't asleep, I was just resting my eyes. Bull shit. Okay. This is not going to be the normal review. It's going to be a safe word review. A safe word review is when a movie is so bad or pointless it doesn't deserve a proper review and just needs a good kicking. First thing I can say about Doctor Strange in 1978, if it had been edited down, you know, remove the middle part of the movie and then join the two, the start and the end together. It would have been an okay-ish TV show pilot. The middle part is where I have all the problems. It's just plain boring. Feels like a cross between Dr. Kildare and a 70s porn film. With all the sex cut out. Well, are you going to let me in? Maybe. <laughs> Come on in. You look beautiful. Thank you. You look wet. I had to use this as an umbrella. Home, sweet home. You ought to see my place. It makes this look like heaven. I'll be ready in a minute. Uh, can I offer you something? I'd love a hot bath. How about settling for a cold beer? See? The dialogue definitely has a, <laughs> a porno feel. Doctor Strange acts like your pervy uncle. He's creepy and has the charisma of a snake. Most of the soundtrack sounds like a grand piano on fire falling down a concrete staircase. All in all, it's overly long, boring, and isn't remotely fun to watch in any way. So Doctor Strange is firmly a cinematic stink. Moon River! 
Marvel has 90% less fat than these fat-filled instant milks for your calorie-controlled diet. Less fat too. Let's hope our next cinematic treat is damn sight better. It's 1998's Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It has a rating of 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb and a runtime of 2 hours. Oh, shit. Oh, it's got a lower rating than Doctor Strange and goes on 30 minutes more. Please remind me why I'm doing this shit. That's because you're stupid. It stars David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury, Lisa Rana and Sandra Hesch as the evil Andrea Von Stryker. It's written by David S. Goya, who wrote Dark City. Great movie. Batman Begins. I enjoyed that. The Dark Knight. Great. Batman vs. Superman. The Dawn of Justice. Yes, I do like that film. The plot of Nick Fury, according to INDB, is... Agent Nick Fury is asked to fight the menace of Hydra after exiling himself in the Yukon since the end of the Cold War. Sounds like a comic book plot to me. And has some reviews like this. Variable Penguin writes, David Hasselhoff is Nick Fury. This movie was atrocious there. I said it. The only good part, sadly, was the Hoff. I found him to be a believable Nick Fury. Everyone else, on the other hand, whoa. Boy, did some of them suck. Viper. Holy cow. Someone gives her some anti-psychotics. There is a difference between acting in a comic book movie and acting like a cartoon character. She was way over the top. I was afraid she was going to jump out of the TV and stab me with her pinky nail. She reminded me of the overacting from the Dick Tracy movie villains. And what's with her and her brother? I really kept getting that weird incest vibe from these two. I half expected them to start making out in front of their frozen father's corpse. And that English dude, WTF, was up with his over-the-top accent. It's like they said, be really English, people will love it. It's really distracting. And speaking of distracting, was anyone else really distracted by Val's huge effing lips? Sweet Jesus, I thought Angelina Jolie had huge DSLs. I wish they'd not let some of these people's performances detract from this film like they did. I don't even really know what the story was now, but it doesn't matter. I couldn't sit through those people's garbage again. What the hell's he on about? Dick Tracy movie villains were supposed to be over the top. That was the point. <sighs> Next. Donald McKercher writes, It is a one because I can't give it a lower rating. This is a steaming pile of poo. David H. gives us a typical wooden performance. I take that back. It is not a steaming pile of poo. Piles of poo at least feed flies. What utter crap. The only thing you want at the end of this gobbler is two hours of your life back. After 20 minutes, I wanted to claw out my eyes. After an hour, I thought that it couldn't get any worse. After 90 minutes, crap, I was wrong. It got worse. Bleck. Please, baby Jeebus. Yes, my son. Let's hope Donald is wrong. Amen. Right, let's grab some popcorn and just hope I don't get furious. (laughs) 
From the pages of entertainment history, from a brand renowned for nonstop action adventure, from a name that stirs the imagination, from a universe where good is heroic and evil sets the screen ablaze, comes a man who will always remain a hero. I'll get that vampire's blood if I have to suck it from her neck. Wake up! Wake up! Can't a person get a little shy? Oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> that was 110% cheese. And it was the good kind of cheese. It's 100% more entertaining than Doctor Strange. So, so, let's get straight into this. One, was it entertaining? I have to admit, I really liked Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is far more entertaining than Disney's Secret Invasion. You what? David Hasselhoff plays a great Nick Fury. You're joking, right? Sandra Hesch may not be the greatest actor in the world, but she plays a great over-the-top baddie who chews the scenery like a gooden. So it scores a point. Two. Did have a good story idea. The story is just your basic comic book fair, which sees Nick Fury coming out of retirement to help S.H.I.E.L.D. try to stop the daughter of an old enemy from taking over the world. And that's it. That's pretty much it. It's a comic book story. So, I'm going to give it a point. Three. Was it boring? Surprisingly, no. For a two-hour movie, it cracks on at a fair old pace. And the Doctor Strange movie only went on for an hour and a half. And it felt three times longer than Nick Fury. So, another point. Four. Will I ever watch it again? I'm going to say yes. It's a fun movie. And I really enjoyed it. I might even buy it on DVD or Blu-ray. That's how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> Five. Would I recommend anybody else to watch it? If you're a fan of the Hoff, he does some stupid stuff. He does some great stuff. He plays a great sort of gruff Nick Fury. If you like things like Buddy um, Knight Rider, so give it a go. So, with a score of five out of five, it's a hundred percent a cinematic kink. Oh, honey, everyone has a kink. <laughs> so all in all, Doctor Strange is more Stranger Danger than comic book. While Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like a live-action version of an 80s Saturday morning cartoon. Think of it like G.I. Joe or out like that. And just give it a watch. If you hate it, you can send me an angry email. Read it out. <laughs> so, with that over with, what are we doing next time? It's time for something completely different. I'm going vanilla. I'm going to watch some all-time classic and high-rated movies and see if I can enjoy them like a normal person. So, I'm going to watch Blade Runner 2049 and see if I can get all the way through it. I've tried a couple of times to watch it and just got sidetracked. I do have a sort of hit and miss thing with Blade Runner anyway. 
because I'm the oddball out of everybody. I like the Blade Runner movie with the voiceover. It's as to the noir feel. And when I've watched it without it, it's long tracks of nothing. There's no talking. It needs that voiceover to give it that detective feel. So I'm expecting Blade Runner 2049 to have that feeling of mm, that should be voiceover. But I could be wrong. So see you next time. If you would like to help Chris on his journey through cinematic pain and pleasure, then you could join our Facebook group, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash BDS movies. And you can contact Chris by email at bdsmpodmovie at gmail.com for movie recommendations, feedback, or just to say hi. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and, and all that jazz. Free bagels. If you want to force Chris into watching Movie 43, you can donate at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bloody dreadful. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash bloody dreadful.